Hello, I'm Beatrice Valerie Nero, and this is the Voice of the Prophet. This is a brand new podcast that I pray will be done on a weekly basis. It will be for sharing the Word of God in a prophetic way under the anointing and direction of the Holy Ghost as He ministers and speaks to my spirit as to what God would have me to speak and minister to the spirits of His listeners. You can support and help this podcast in two ways. First, tell everyone you know about this podcast and how easy it is to tune in. Secondly, as God leads you, your prayers, love, and support will always be needed and appreciated. You can show your financial support through Cash App, dollar sign Beatrice Valerie Nero. That's dollar sign capital B E A T R I C E capital V-A-L-L-E-R-Y, capital N-E-R-O, or PayPal me at Sister B Nero. That's S-I-S, capital B, capital N-E-R-O. You can also reach me with comments and questions by email at amiteagle at charter.net. That's A-M-I-T-E. E A G L E at C H A R T E R dot net. The following scriptures are from the New International Version of the Bible. First Samuel twenty five twenty three through thirty six reads When Abigail saw David, she quickly got off her donkey and bowed down before David with her face to the ground. She fell at his feet and said, Pardon your servant, my lord, and let me speak to you. Hear what your servant has to say. Please pay no attention, my lord, to that wicked man, Nabal. He is just like his name. His name means fool, and folly goes with him. And as for me, your servant, I did not see the men my lord sent. And now, my Lord, as surely as the Lord your God lives and as you live, since the Lord has kept you from bloodshed and from avenging yourself with your own hands, may your enemies and all who are intent on harming my Lord be like Nabal. First Samuel 26, 9 through 11 reads, But David said to Abishai, Don't destroy him. Who can lay a hand on the Lord's anointed and be guiltless? As surely as the Lord lives, he said, the Lord himself will strike him, or his time will come and he will die, or he will go into battle and perish. But the Lord forbid that I should lay a hand on the Lord's anointed. Now get the spear and the water jug that are near his head and let's go. There are moments in life for various reasons a person will feel the right, even have the right to strike out or strike back at someone for an offense. They will have the right and perhaps the opportunity to avenge themselves and rightfully so. But because we have that right, does it really mean that we should act upon it? There are so many things that have occurred in this year of 2020 that have caused us to feel the anger, hurt, 
pain, grief, including the right to retaliate against those who have come against us. It doesn't help matters when others are egging you on and encouraging you to act on those rights. In 1 Samuel 26, Abishai said to David to kill Saul, not to torture him or make him feel pain, but just strike him one time and end it all. So many things could have been accomplished with that one decision, but David said, the Lord forbid that I should lay a hand on the Lord's anointed. How many, many times have I heard that phrase and it just made me cringe because of someone saying, touch not my anointed and do my prophets no harm. How many times have I heard someone as a pastor, even as a member defending a pastor, preacher, prophet, evangelist, or anyone else that they think God is using, use that phrase with such a self-righteous and totally erroneous way of defending the person's wrongdoing. However, no matter how wrong the statement may have been used, no matter how wrong, sinful, and unrepentant the person may have been, we all must come to a place in the body of Christ where we realize that it's not our place or right to judge and mete out justice on the wrongs that someone else has committed or done. Even when that wrong is personally directed against us unjustly and without cause, it remains true because it's God's word. Now let's understand what I'm saying. I'm not talking about people getting away with breaking the law, with murder, rape, and and theft, etc. Breaking into homes and that type of thing. It's not just a matter of of ignoring the law of the land. That's not what we're talking about. God is ministering to us through this message, through this podcast on personal levels. David spoke concerning Saul, even after Saul had been rejected by the Lord. Even after knowing that the king was totally out of the will of God, David still refused to raise his hand against Saul, knowing that God would do what needed to be done. David had total faith and belief that God would deal with his enemy at the right time, in the right place, and adequately so. But what about those that are not quote unquote, God's anointed? What about those that are just downright mean, sinful, and fools? That's what Abigail said about her husband, Nabal. She said he was just like his name, Nabal, which means fool. Even here, David, the true man, the anointed of God, the man who was truly one after God's own heart, the true worshiper and obedient man of God was kept from raising his hand in his own defense. There are times when we just need to hear what God is speaking to our spirits as to how to handle certain matters as well as certain people. We need to understand when God is saying he's going to do what needs to be done and then just let him do it. Yes, there were definitely times when David rose up against his enemies and avenged himself and the God he served. One of the reasons Saul was so jealous of David was when they sang that Saul had slain his thousands, but David his tens of thousands. There were times when God allowed David to avenge, kill, and plunder his enemies. However, one of the things I always ask God and myself is, what are my motives for doing what I'm about to do or wanting whatever it is that I'm asking for? 
even to this podcast. I fasted and prayed for three days before moving into this new territory. There can be no hidden agendas, no self-serving motivations, and no ulterior motives for doing what we do. If it's not to the glory of God and, and let me add here that the word and means including the next statement, and according to the will of God, then don't do it. If it's not for the glory of God and according to his will, then do not do it. There are times when there is such hurt and pain that we want to strike out or hurt someone else. There are times when it's for our own agendas, our own motives, our own self-gratifications. And these are the times to stop, pray, and seek our Father's face for healing. When David and his men returned from a battle and found their wives and children had been taken, the men were so distraught that they wanted to actually stone Saul, stone David. David didn't take their wives and children, but he was their leader, and he, they needed someone to blame. That's the way it is when we're hurting, in pain, or grieving about things in our lives. Going back to my earlier statement, this year has caused so many to hurt grieve and be in unrelenting pain. My sons are grieving over the loss of their father due to COVID this year. And while all three of us are grieving over the death of my mother, their grandmother, due to congestive heart failure just this month. Grief has so many symptoms and aspects, one of which is anger. I notice that I've been a lot more snappier. Is that a word, snappier? but I'll go ahead and use it anyway. I've been a lot more snappier than usual. I've noticed that I'm being tempted to think that when others of a different race respond to me in a rude way, that it's immediately about race. I've never felt that way before. Normally, I'm not one to speak sharply or rudely, but now I'm having to literally stop myself and think before answering or responding to others. I don't think I'm the only one in this emotional place right now, but I know that God is saying to us, trust him. We don't have to revenge or retaliate on our own behalf because he's still in control and will do what needs to be done. Our hurts don't give us the right to take things into our own hands and strike out at others. Because you're hurting, because we're hurting, it doesn't give us the right to destroy someone else's happiness. Husbands, wives, parents, and children, let's calm down with one another. Siblings, sisters, brothers, neighbors, classmates, and especially church members, we can watch our tones of voice, but more than that, watch our hearts and spirits towards one another. Watch and see what's truly within your spirit. Look and see what's been there the entire time, and God has allowed this time and season to expose to us what we've been hiding suppressing, and refusing to deal with. There are some that allowed, yes, allowed racism to remain dormant within them until a time that they could feel comfortable with it coming forth. Still others didn't realize the racism that was within and are truly shocked and disappointed within themselves to see it. But those that are truly sorry and repentant, God is setting you free.
For the others, God will deal with you accordingly. This past year of not only COVID and politics, but racial tensions has caused divisions that have not been seen for years. For some, it's been just as I've shared in this podcast. It's your grief, your pain, and hurts over what is occurring. It's hard to deal with things that you feel you have no control over. In the book of Acts, when Paul was being taken to trial in Rome, and he told the captain, the centurion, as well as the owner of the ship not to sail, not only did they not listen to him, but he had to go on the very ship that he knew was going to sink. How's that for not being in control of your own life? Yet he was still able to say that he believed that it would be just as God had told him. Even when they had not seen sun nor stars for days, yet he still believed. We must believe, trust God, and know that it will be just as he has told us. Yet for others, what is coming out of their mouths and heart is what has been in their spirit the entire time. The revealing of the true spirits of some to neighbors, friends, church members, and co-workers has been devastating and destructive to relationships that have been built over years. And unfortunately, it's drawn others into those areas of division, spreading the issues and divisiveness like COVID. We're not just talking political differences, but absolute racial divides. And that again causes more hurt, grief, and pain. This has been and still is a time of faith such as some of us have never experienced before. But again, in your marriage, jobs, churches, cities, and communities, we must continue to trust God and not allow our griefs, our hurts, and pains to cause us to retaliate against those who deserve and have earned our wrath. I promise you, God is about to rise up and show himself as God. Abigail told David, and now my Lord, as surely as the Lord your God lives and as you live, since the Lord has kept you from bloodshed and from avenging yourself with your own hand, may your enemies and all who are intent on harming you be like Nabal. David listened, and within 10 days, Nabal, the fool, was dead. He refused to kill Saul, and within a matter of time, Saul was dead. Of course, we're not wishing or praying for anyone to die, but God will do what needs to be done if we just trust him. Whether it's your mate, your boss, a neighbor, a church member, or sibling, when you trust and obey God, he will do what needs to be done. Whether it's concerning race, politics, whether it's concerning financial uh, matters, whatever it may be. It could be from the smallest matter to the largest matter. Trust God and let him do what needs to be done. Let me expound on that just a bit more. You can't ask our father for certain things and stand on his word when you're continuing to hold unforgiveness within your heart and spirit. If you're trusting him to do what needs to be done, then you must trust him and be able to forgive before it's done. Selah. 
I must ask each of you to remember that I'm not speaking to you as a pastor or as a preacher, but as a prophet. And I pray that we will all take these words and heed them. I say as the prophet Ezekiel said, he had to eat the whole roll. I had to eat these words that I'm sharing with you today, not only before I could share them, but also before I could receive my own healing. I assure you that today I'm walking in a joy and a peace that I had not been able to receive for some time. Even before the death of my mother, with her illness, this quarantine, and all that's been occurring, a spirit of depression had been rising up against me. The depression is gone. One thing that many have heard me say is what I learned many years ago. There's a difference between depression and grief. Grief is a season, and just like spring, summer, fall, and winter, seasons change. Depression, on the other hand, is a spirit, and if allowed, it will bring you to a place where you will feel you will never escape. Don't allow it. Take your stand against it because it's never of God for us to be depressed. Put flesh under subjection. Speak, literally speak out loud to your spirit man to rise up and take authority over your flesh. Always remember that we walk in the spirit and not the flesh. And when we allow depression to take over and have authority, it's the flesh man that's in control. I pray that today episode has been a blessing to each and every one of you and that you will tune in again next time, next week for a new word. Remember, Jesus himself said that offenses must come. And with that statement, he also said, but woe unto those by whom they come. That's a promise that those that bring offenses will be dealt with accordingly. Don't allow the offenses that people bring against you to have authority in your life. Walk free and live in joy. Remember that the joy of the Lord is your strength, not the joy of the people. Let your spirit man be the one that's in authority as it is under the authority to the Holy Spirit of God. God bless you and thank you for listening. Remember, please spread the word and share this with everyone you know.